Welcome everyone to Oh Come On Sports. Oh come on! With Mike and Jesse. Uh, we're up here in Calgary freezing our asses off. It's still minus 25 outside. That was nicer today. It was nicer today it than it has It was nicer been. today. Yes, yes. Um, it, it, instead of saying there was an extreme cold warning, there was just a cold warning. So that's nice. Pretty reasonable, we're, we're really. Get, we're getting somewhere here. Uh, but we're still, you know, we're, we're just in a deep freeze. Um, hit us up on Twitter at Sporty Rants. We're also on Facebook, Oh Come On Sports. Uh, so hit us up on any of those. We're on it all the time. Uh, but to start today, I want to ask you your opinion on NBA players resting when they don't have an injury. What is your opinion on this? Oh, okay. That's interesting, too, because I, I, my opinion on that would be I'm okay with it. But I don't go to NBA games to watch these players. I watch them on TV. So it's kind of a twofold answer, I suppose, because um, I, I don't I, I appreciate the strategy. I understand teams wanting their players to rest, especially near the end of the season where a lot of these games aren't going to matter as much. But it's it, it cheats the fan. If you're a fan and you go to a building and you want to see LeBron James play and he's not there, you want to see any Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, any of these top guys play and they're resting. Um, that that's going to be that that I I see that being a problem. And that's where I'm at. I I feel like. That, the reason I bring this up is because the whole Anthony Davis thing, right. where they were talking about sitting him out to protect their trade asset. And I'm like, that is absolute garbage. And I'm glad the NBA stepped up and said, no, we're going to find you 100, 100K every game. If he's not hurt and sitting, yeah. like, no, this is bullshit. Yeah. And this, for the, my whole thing is, is let's say Anthony Davis or, or LeBron James or whoever, especially when LeBron James is in the East, let's say he goes to Memphis. It's his one trip there. Dad saves up to take his eight-year-old son to go, and LeBron rests for that game. And he's a LeBron fan. And, like, we don't, like, what about if the dad had to work three jobs to get those tickets or something? Because LeBron's a hot ticket. Like, it's not like... Well, now you're tugging at my heartstrings. That's a terrible situation. That right? would drive me crazy. And, that, and maybe, maybe I think that because uh, we grew up on hockey here, and Rich Peverly fucking had a heart attack on the bench got resuscitated and then asked to go back into the fucking game. So, like, maybe it's because hockey players are just built a different way, but, like, I don't think anybody should rest. I don't even think people should rest in the NFL if they got shit sewn up because it's not just about the sport, it's entertainment. If the stars rest, then you should lower the ticket prices for the fans. That's That should be the, the cause and effect. Well, here's the thing. The benefit of resting your guys and winning has more potential payout than the negative side of resting your guys. Because right now, the NBA specifically really doesn't do anything. Although they've talked to the Pelicans, yeah. they don't do anything about no. resting LeBron no. on a on a casual Wednesday night or whatever. Well, and now with the LeBron stuff at least this year, they're like he he it's cuz of the groin, right? And it's that so I he had an injury and I get that. It's the ones where like LeBron in the past where he would be, you know, um oh no, I'm not going to play I'm not going to play these games because they're maintenance mm-hmm. uh, games or something like that. I'm like, "Fuck that, dude. You play 82 games and like how can you not like you're getting paid an awful lot of money to play basketball." And you're like, no, 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 I need to take a maintenance day. What the fuck is that? But if I'm the team, I want to do it. So and, it's going to come to a crossroads. The thing. Like, like the team, I, I understand the team's point. I understand the player's point. But I don't think the fan's point is being taken into consideration with this. And that I think that's my problem. Right, yeah. I don't think there should be any rest unless you're hurt. Fuck it. 
Okay, so I agree with you on that. And if I'm a fan going to watch that, that drives me crazy. But to take it back to the Anthony Davis thing, if I'm the Pelicans right now, they're probably wishing at this point that they had traded him, I would say. Because now they realize they're like, oh, this is going to be a tough rest of the season. But if I'm the Pelicans, I'm trying to find a way to not even have that guy dressed. For the rest of the season, and I understand that, and and, and I know it's a, it's, I know it's offensive to the fans, but what I would be trying to sell the fans on is uh, we cannot risk this guy having any injury at all. I need to be able to get top value back for him in the off season. And here's my for the fans see, and, for you guys. And here here's here's my counter to not my counter, but my like caveat to that. If you want to do that, that is fine. That is within your right as a team, but you have to lower your ticket prices because you're not putting the stars on the court. Mm-hmm. I don't like. Anthony Davis, like Drew Holiday, is not Anthony Davis. How about they keep their ticket prices the same, but people don't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> that too, but like, like you know what I'm saying here, like, right? It's just yeah. Like, so would this be a would this be a would this help? Can you? Well, no, I don't think this would help. I was going to say, can you announce this far enough in advance that it's not going to affect the fans? But you can't. No, really. it, no, it'd be yeah. one of those things where as they're leaving, here's a voucher or something for. Half mm-hmm. off your next ticket purchasers. Or money, whatever, whatever. that's money. That's that's murky territory. That, that is that is muddying the waters. That is very murky territory. I get that. Yeah. It's just all this talk about Davis sitting just just triggered me because I was like, this is some bullshit. You know, and this is some bullshit. You don't see that in hockey. They don't fucking rest guys in hockey. The NBA stepped up. They're they're going to get fined uh, substantially if they rest him and they feel yeah. like they're resting him without an injury. Well, you remember like three four years ago where the Spurs were resting guys in national TV games like Kawhi Leonard and Duncan and all these. I guys. think the Spurs were one of the first yeah, to really do and it. It was fucking horseshit. Yeah, it was. Like Jesus Christ, they're like, oh, they're tired. Yeah, you're getting like. Guess what? We all go to work and we all get tired during the day, but you fucking work because that's what you got to do. Yeah, but these guys can work themselves to the point where they can't do their work anymore. Like, you and me probably aren't going to overwork ourselves to the point where we can't show that up to true. work. That is true. And, but but and, they're but, also getting paid an awful lot of money. Oh, hell yeah. Of course. Like, yeah. You're, you're getting compensated for that. Yeah. And I, I, that's the thing. I'm trying to argue against you, but I agree with you for a lot of it. But if I'm on the team side, I'm resting these guys until they actually force me not to. Especially in basketball. Uh, just an interesting point to this. Uh, Danny Grange on the Raptors broadcast today, or, or no, actually it was in an article he wrote today, I believe, uh, mentioned that the way the Raptors are handling Kawhi right now is the reason that he thinks, and hopefully I'm not paraphrasing too much here, he said it's the reason he thinks that Kawhi will re-sign with the Raptors in the offseason. And, and that's the thing. There's, there, it's not it's not a black or white, like, like you either rest them or you don't. Like, they're... There's there's human emotion in this, and they're playing this game to keep Kawhi happy because mm-hmm. obviously the Spurs didn't keep him happy. No, so they're playing this game. You know, even though uh, trading for Marcus Gasol, uh, Kawhi liked JV, so I don't. Oh, know. really? Did you? I didn't know. I didn't yeah, know I what his that, thoughts were on that. that. He, he he liked JV, but I but I think JV was one of those guys that was buddy buddy with everybody in the locker room. He was just a great guy. JV was a great guy, so everybody yeah. loved him for sure. But I think uh, the way Marcus Gasol has played in his first couple games since coming over here, uh, he's he's. A, He's a step up from from JV, and I'm a oh, big yeah. and I'm a big JV fan. But his defense is stronger than JV's. He doesn't get pushed around as much as JV, even though they're around the same size. Uh, his blocking is better. Um, his three point shot is better at this point. Yeah. So uh, his post game is actually probably a little bit better. Uh, he'll, he'll be fading faster, so JV will be passing him while he's on his way down. And the Raptors may lose him next season, but it's kind of they're going for it right now. That's pretty obvious. There we go. 
All right, we're going to start off with the donkeys. That's plural of the week. So my donkey of the week is LeVar Ball. I don't think I have to say more. But you I could will, just say that name and it would be done. Like, as soon as Lonzo Ball's name comes up in trade things, it's like LeVar's like, well, fuck, I don't have to be quiet anymore. Then he comes out and says LeBron won't win a championship without Lonzo, and Lonzo's a better player than LeBron. Seriously, just shut the fuck up. But uh, a betting website has uh, <laughs> has LeVar Ball as the best odds to be the next Lakers coach. <laughs> what? <laughs> that can't be for real. <laughs> yes. No way. Yeah. LeVar Ball? LeVar Ball, yeah. That, they're joking. That's they not might, serious. Yeah, I, I, look, I went on the website and they had it. They might have taken it off after that. Like they might have left it as a joke. Well, but. you know what? They could do that. They could put it up to be really good odds because it's not going to happen. So yeah. they can take a bunch of people's money by doing yeah. that because they but know they, damn well it's not going to happen. But they had him in there. So that, I thought that was pretty freaking funny. Yeah, so that's still. But yeah, LeVar And he Ball, was on a massive show when he said this. He was on uh, with the one with Shannon Sharp there in the States. Yeah. Yeah, I Shannon can't. Sharp and uh, Skip Bayless, I yeah. think it is. Okay, sorry, I don't know. It's a massive. Um, I don't. I was. It's not part of the interruption. No, it's like uh, two two angry dudes yelling at Some each other. Some other loudmouth show where they each get thirty seconds yeah. to explain a point that would take a half hour to actually explain. It's exactly, so, it's exactly, like, kind of like American politics. So my my donkey is self-explanatory, but and a surprise this week, Mike's got a donkey. I do have a donkey. It's uh, someone that I've been looking at a long time as a donkey, but um, I loved him as a player. His name is John Elway. You may have heard of him. I've heard of him. He's, a pretty, of him. he's a pretty good quarterback in his yeah. day. He's, one of the, he's an icon in the NFL. He, has a, he had a play in the Super Bowl that they won where he's helicoptering into the end zone, which is an iconic play. I don't, the, like, I don't like to think about that one. Because it was but, against Green Bay. Yeah. But, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Jerk. Anyway, one of the best players I've ever seen. And this guy can't run a team worth shit. Nope. In his time there, he has had one of the one of the really great defenses for probably the last five years. He's had one of the top, I would say, ten defenses, give or take, depending on what year it was. And some of yep. the years it was top three, for sure. Yep. Um, the quarterbacks he's provided that defense have been Brock Osweiler, Peyton, Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, Case Keenum, and now most recently, the great Joe Flacco. Oh, you forgot Peyton Manning, though. you got to throw him in there. No, I'm, I'm naming the shitty ones. Oh, see, okay, I'm sorry. See, Peyton Manning, that makes sense. But and, Peyton Manning was a chance, though. He was coming off neck surgery. That wasn't a for sure thing. It wasn't like... That, that, was, there's not, that was the only option that Elway had, and it was a great choice because it's Peyton Manning. That guy can manage a game better than anyone, and Peyton Manning knew at that point in his career exactly what he was. He knew he needed to manage these games. So that was an easy signing for John Elway, so I actually don't give him credit for that shit. This guy's a donkey. <laughs> there you have it. But Joe Flacco's tall, and he's got an arm. Great. He'll be able to see over the O-line. <laughs> and not be able to hit the receivers he's looking at over the O-line. Well, you know. All right, we're going to do some NBA. All right, so the trade deadline passed last Thursday, February 8th, and uh, we're just going to talk about mm, three or four deals here. Uh, I thought we already talked NBA. You got me all fired up with the first segment there. I thought we were talking NBA. <laughs> well, we're back. Bring it back. <laughs> so the Bucks got Nikola Mirotic, and they, uh, the Pelicans, this is a three-team deal, got Stanley Johnson and four future second-round picks, and the Pistons got... 
Thon McCurr. It's not Thon Maker, just by the way. It's Thon McCurr. I always call him Maker. He's a yep. Canadian, or he's yeah. uh, not not originally, but he was in Canada yep. playing his young ball. And uh, Jason Smith. So, what is your like? Obviously, the big deal here is the Bucks getting Miritich. Yeah. Uh, and just basically, basically, the Bucks got bigger and are able to space better around Giannis. And Miritich's Mer- actually a pretty good three point shooter for his size too, for his position. So yep. that that's a great move for the Bucks. The Bucks are already a fantastic team. They're they're one two in the East. Uh, I don't. I, I might, I might even say they're better than the Raptors at this point. They're a well, great they team, them. and they got the best overall player in Giannis. I think they they beat them three to one in the season series. Yeah, maybe you know? Kawhi's better than Giannis, but Giannis is dynamic, and he kind of adds a lot to that team. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Kawhi's got a better jump shot, where Giannis has that. Uh, Rim-rocking ability that Kawhi doesn't really have. Right, and maybe maybe Giannis can uh, develop that later in his career, but right now he can get yeah. to the rim whenever. But he's whenever. still young. He's, he's only like 23 Oh, yeah, but, and that, the reason he's so good right now is he can get to the rim whenever he wants with his athleticism and his length, so it's pretty yeah. pretty easy play. Yeah. Um, then the Raptors traded Greg Monroe and a 2021 second-round pick to the Brooklyn Nets for cash considerations. They're just moving players yeah, up. And that was like a, okay, like they're making room for something. And the, right? the something, uh, yeah, the something, I guess you could say it was Lynn or whatever, but they, yeah. they actually, they're still short ro- players on their roster right now. Well, so it was a salary dump. It, yeah, well, and also Monroe wasn't playing well. No. You may as well get rid of him because in the playoffs, you're going to shorten your bench anyways. Yeah. So you're not going to use them. So why even pay him? That, like, it sounds bad, but like, if you can move him, move him. Yeah, it makes total sense. Um,. Then the Lakers traded Ivaka Zubac and Michael Beasley to the Clippers for Mike Muscala. And the whole reason I bring this up is because they missed out on Anthony Davis. So they did a two-for-one deal to make a roster spot for everyone's thinking Carmelo Anthony to make LeBron happy. Right. Because they didn't get the guy LeBron wanted in Anthony Davis. So how do you keep your star happy? Let's go get his buddy. <laughs> if, if you want to win on the court, that's not going to make you happy. No, Going no. out and getting that guy. No, like what, what's going to be weird is LeBron went to like what was it eight straight finals? Is that right? Yeah. And they're probably going to miss. I said, the, yeah, I don't know if that's. And right. he's going to miss the playoffs this year. Like you go from eight straight finals to missing the playoffs. I felt. Like, I felt like when he went to LA, it was a given he was going to miss the playoffs this year. I I felt like that was already been discussed by him and Magic started, and those guys. But they started off okay though, and then he got that groin injury on Christmas Day, and then it went all to shit. I don't know about their young players there. I'm not convinced. And putting their young players through what they put them through this year is not helpful when every one of those guys thought they were getting traded. Yeah, every one of those guys who's twenty. One to 23 years old thought they were going to have their whole life uprooted and moved somewhere else. Yep. And, and then it didn't. And now he has to go back and play with these guys. And they're not mature enough to, to just let it slide and, and, and yeah. be like, it's a business. Because you know that like Rondo and Stevenson are like, yeah, fuck, whatever. You know, shit happens. You know, I've been I've been traded. I've been dealt. Like I've I've gone through this. You know, you know it's a it's a bad situation when Stevenson is your voice of reason in the locker room because <laughs> that guy's a moron. <laughs> And the well, the big news for us up in the Great White North here is the Raptors traded traded Jonas Valanciunas, Delon Wright, C.J. Miles, and a 2024 second round pick to the Grizzlies for Mark Gasol. This was a big trade in Canada, but it had ripples through the whole basketball world because yeah. Mark Gasol was one of the better players traded. Uh, like I said, I think the watching him play, I wasn't as excited about the trade when it happened. I, I liked the rumor before where they were going to swap Kyle Lowry for Mike Connolly. That one really appealed to me. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, Valanciunas and Gasol were in that as well. But 
watching Gasol play in his first two games, and it's a very small uh, sample size, I, I really like his toughness down low. He's not bullied around. Guys can't back him down. He's 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 better at blocking than JV. Um, he's he's better three point range. He's be, he's more polished in the post. Although JV's getting there, I just I like the trade early on. I don't know what's going to happen going he, forward. He brings Gasol definitely. I think brings a different element to the Raptors now. Like all the things you just said. And um, so on the court, and he gives he gives Nurse now more flexibility. Where where JV was kind of stuck, like he was kind of like like a defensive stopper, second unit guy. Well, now you can have Gasol in the starting unit, Ibaka on the bench, or flip flop him, whatever you need to do, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Gasol also has a twenty four million dollar player option for next year, so he can opt in, and that might be something to use to to bring Kawhi back. Yeah, you know, um, I do think Gasol is an upgrade over JV. I I don't know how much growth JV was going to have on court. It might he might be kind of at his peak right now. Yeah. I just like that he's been improving as the years have gone on. Like the last two three seasons, you've seen consistent improvement from yeah. him. But he is getting at the age where that could start to taper off. Uh, Gasol is past the age where that could start to taper off, but and people what, expect him to taper off quickly. You know but what, you know what the Gasol though, um, like. Powell played well for a very long time. Like, even past when they said he wouldn't be. Yeah. He still played well. Yeah. And Mark eats healthier than anybody else from what I heard. Like, he, he has his own fucking garden. He doesn't touch anything that's processed. Like, everything that he eats is what he pulled out of the ground, basically. That's interesting. You, so, see, you see more uh, athletes doing that nowadays yeah. where they're really well, focusing on health. Well, the, and well, they got the money to do it, right? Like, and, yeah. and the resources to, to do that kind of stuff. But I think he could stay um, impactful longer than a normal big man could. But I'm still going to miss JV. Like, he was a fun guy, and he was yeah. a great guy to have around. Everyone in the locker room loved him. Uh, CJ Miles, good riddance. Like, you fucking sucked, so <sighs> get, get out of here. I was a CJ Miles fan when they brought him in. His shot went to shit. I don't know what it is. It seems like everyone that does that stupid GoDaddy commercial, they just turn into nothing. Like, PJ, uh, CJ's, li- Norman listen, Powell. Listen, as soon as you do that GoDaddy commercial, you're traded. Yeah. Remember JV? He did the little miniature figurines. As soon as you do that, <laughs> you are fucked. You're gone. That was the it only might, commercial that made sense out of all of them. It made, it made be three or four years down the line, but you're not long for the Raptors yeah. if you do those commercials. Go Daddy. Um, so if you cut see, those ties. If you see if you see Kawhi Leonard in a Go Daddy commercial, he's gone. He's yeah. gone. Yeah. Uh, and DeLon Wright, I think that was just a he was a point guard stuck behind Lowry and Van Vliet. He wasn't gonna get the playing time he needed, so you may as well mm. give like Give him a chance to go elsewhere for sure, and he's he's got a lot of talent. He's he's a different type of point guard than you see in the league nowadays. He's not a Kyle Lowry or a Steph Curry or guys that are shooting the three ball all the time. He's more of a get to the rim type of point guard, like a yeah. Sean Livingston. Weird example there, but that's uh, that's kind of what he's like. Matt, he was hype coming out of uh, yeah. high school. Hey, Sean Livingston. And he's then- a he's a taller point guard and a bigger point guard, so he can have his way. When other point guards are guarding him down low, but his shot is not good enough where you can take guys outside. But he's useful for the Warriors now as a bench piece. And he's right? a and he's a great defensive player too. Yep. And he's got the length to but be Maddie to defend like, multiple positions. I think he was like a fourth overall pick or something like that. He had a terrible broken leg though as well. Yes, a graphic it, that was yeah. on TV and that was gruesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was the big news. So the East teams, Seventy Sixers went and got Tobias Harris just before that, which we talked about last week. That's a really good lineup. Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. That, uh, the more I look at that, the more I'm like, oh, well, now I'm scared of Philly. Oh, and, and another thing with the Raptors, and this is like, of course I go down the Twitter uh, comment hole, and I shouldn't. Um, people are like, well, now we don't have any depth on the bench. Like, 
guys. CJ Miles was not depth. Well, and in the playoffs, they go down to fucking eight guys. Yeah. Like Kawhi's Kawhi's going to be playing almost forty eight minutes a game yeah. in the playoffs. So like you say that, it's like, do you know basketball? Because in playoff basketball, like like your your guys from like nine through twelve don't fucking play unless there's an injury in the playoffs. Yeah. So. Who the fuck cares? Oh yeah, that's very true. You know, like they're that that's that's why they do like we, we touched on the whole rest thing. That's why the rest of the regular season, because they're gonna work their asses off in the playoffs. On to some NHL. We just saw, we're watching the Warriors uh, Trailblazers game here, and we just saw a possession where uh, Curry, like it was Curry, Durant, and three guys who, who, who cares about them, and Curry and Durant just passed themselves, like back and forth between each other. That's like, that, that's how good the Warriors are. Like, oh, right, just throw those other three guys out there. We'll just we'll just pass to ourselves. That's cool. And I love Damian Lillard and CJ McCallum, but uh, and actually, uh, you uh, Yurchich too uh, as the center. But this game could get out of hand quite quickly here. They're only in the first right now, and it's 25-23 for the Golden State Warriors. But it could get out of hand quickly. So for NHL, the big news of the week is Randy Carlisle has been fired as the coach of the Ducks. I think this is a long time coming. Felt like it took forever to happen. Uh, they lost 19 of 21 games. Yeah. Bob, they, won, they won twice in quarter of a season. Like, that's freaking ridiculous. Bob Murray is, to a fault, loyal. Yes. He, well, he rehired and, Randy yeah, Carlisle. Yeah. After the Toronto debacle, I was like, what the and, fuck? And dude? loyal and patient. So that, you know, that bodes well if you're a coach there. But, uh, yeah. And, I, no... Nobody didn't see this coming, and it's they're just having terrible luck right now. The Ducks are having a terrible season. Uh, both their goaltenders just went down to injury, yeah. so they're starting. It's gonna, it's gonna get like it sounds it, like it can't get much worse, but it almost is because now Gibson, who kept you in most games, is out with a concussion. I think. Yeah, and Murray, I think, made a pro- pretty solid move here. He moved himself to the bench. Yeah, which he's he's just saying right now. He's like, whatever coach I put in here for the rest of the season is not going to have a chance. So well, why do it? And the Ducks ownership. Like basically, the from what I understand, the Ducks ownership wanted to fire Carlisle in the off season, right? And Murray said no. Well, Murray vouched Murray for him. Vouched for him. Yeah. And then shit went sideways. And then when, if Murray, because the GM's got to run it by the owner if they're going to fire a guy, because the owner's still got to pay the guy. Like it's yeah. you know. Yeah. So even if it's the GM's decision, they all have to run it by the owner. Exactly. Owners. So and the owners are probably like, no, you you made your bed, you lie in it. So he's probably like, well, I'm going to have to... like." They're like, we're not going to pay another coach. And he's like, well, then I'll take over the reins here for the rest of the year. Uh, and there's talk that Dallas Akins, who's the coach of their AHL affiliate, will be the coach of their coach of them next year. Right, but and I think the reason they don't want to move him right now is because they're doing well right now in the AHL. Yes. They, they don't want to wreck that either. Yeah. So they're in yeah. a weird situation where Bob Murray almost has to come down. The Ducks, they need... The coach is not the only problem. They're slow. They are old. They are slow. Bob Murray's part of the problem. He kept on handing contracts. Ryan Kessler for six seasons? Are you fucking kidding me? At the start of this season, I said that I thought the Ducks weren't going to fall off like everyone else. I thought they could still keep it together with some goaltending and Getzlaff and Perry and, and these and they're younger guys. But now they're talking about trading Henrique and all this stuff. So uh, I was totally wrong. They're falling apart. And Henrique's not the problem. I think we talked about this last yeah, week. Yeah, they can trade him, but he's not the problem. you got to get rid of Perry, Kessler, and Getzlaff. Well, like, what, what happens is Henrique the guy you can trade because you'll get something back from but like exactly. guys aren't going to give you much for Getzlaff and Perry right now as good as those guys have been in the past 
people see those as deteriorating assets. That that's exactly right. And now on to some NFL. So as mentioned in our opener, Flacco has been traded to the Broncos, which can't go through till I think March 13th or March 18th or something like that when the league year begins. Yeah, but they've already agreed to it. It's yeah. out there. Uh, Antonio Brown has officially requested a trade out of Pittsburgh. Also really kind of not news because he already... Yeah, he, yeah. It's just official now. Yeah, it's just official, but this, the Steelers don't have to grant it by any means. Right, but, yeah. You know, yeah. uh, so that's happened. Uh, but the big news that we're going to talk about uh, is the Cleveland Browns have signed Kareem Hunt to a one-year contract for $1 million, not guaranteed. Yeah. And people are losing their fucking minds over this. What do you mean by that? Who's losing their minds? Well, the the social media yeah, public yeah, and, right, and the yeah. media because okay. because he he was on a video kicking a woman. And that, that's what I assumed I guess, you meant. I just wasn't sure. I guess you're just not allowed second chances in life if you've well, done. Well, it's funny bad. too because the same people that are calling him out for that are the same people that would give second chances to murderers and saying they can be rehabilitated and things like that. So that's yeah. why they say the left always eats itself. Is kind of true. Um, the thing is with this contract, this is they've signed him, but it's not guaranteed. He's still in the commissioner's exempt list. They're just they basically said you're our property if you come back because why wouldn't you? It's it's a it's a non guaranteed lottery con like a lottery ticket. I like it. They're signing a top. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna say six. I don't. I don't have it in front of me. I'm gonna yeah. say a top six back in the league this last season. Yeah, and they're signing him for basically nothing. And all they have to do is manage the PR around it, and now they're they're over. They're, they got too many running backs, but that's not a bad problem to have. If he's your property, you can trade him. You can trade Chubb. You can trade Duke Johnson. I mean, I think Which Duke, Duke Johnson would be the one to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I got to think he's out. But that uh, it's a good move by the Browns. I'm surprised the Bears didn't do it. I thought the Bears would do it. And well, and yeah, yeah, I guess the Bears have a more of a need for that type of runner. Uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are similar types of runners. Kareem Hunt might have a little bit more kind of explosiveness type of deal, but uh, yeah, that, I don't know. Um, I I liked what Dorsey came out and said. He said that he understands there's going to be backlash to this decision, but he believes after talking with him that he's remorseful about his actions and he's getting help, and uh, he he believes he deserves a second chance. And I thought that was that was like I'm glad that Dorsey came out. He didn't come out ahead of it, but he came out and addressed it. He said, listen, I know this is like like a, a hot-button topic, but we're giving this guy a second chance as long as he does the things he needs to do, which is which is whatever the the commissioner needs him to do to get off the exemplus or whatever if he gets charged or whatever the case may be. He's got to go through all these steps before he can come back. And I think that's, that's, I think that's really good. Yeah, that's great. And... That's the thing. I don't know why there's so much... We live in a world where there's a lot of noise being made about these topics. And I think... uh, Nobody is going to say that it's a good situation that he got himself in where he's kicking a woman. That's terrible. That's an awful situation to be in. You shouldn't even be around it. You should have locked yourself in your room, had some of your people take care of that. There's no denying that what he did was wrong. But to say that this guy isn't going to play again for what he did... Yeah, it would would be ridiculous. Well, and they're comparing him to Ray Rice, and these situations no. are completely different. Kareem Hunt is like twenty four years old, and 
he was not showing signs of slowing down. When the Ray Rice thing happened, he had an awful year and a half before then, and you could tell that he was slowing down, and it was over. Right. You know, so, like, it's completely different stuff. Um, now, we're going to go down the rabbit hole here. It's dangerous for they, me. They, they, they <laughs> down the rabbit hole because, of course, Kareem Hunt gets signed, and then people start saying on social media that what kind of world we, we like what kind of football world is it that Kareem Hunt can get signed but Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. And I know you and I both were like, Ugh. can we put this to bed already? Can like, can, can these tweets stop being put out there? Like every time anyone signs in the NFL, you have a, a number of journalists on Twitter putting out, oh this guy signed but Kaepernick's still unsigned. What type of league is this? NFL blah blah blah. I want this to go away. Okay, so I, I was thinking all day of how I'm going to say this because I don't want to come across as too much of an asshole. I'm going to come across <laughs> as an asshole, but I don't want to come across as too much of an asshole. First, saying this, like saying why isn't he signed now, it's been two fucking years. He didn't play in 2017, probably because of collusion. I will... I will I believe that. I, believe I, I think there is some of that. The owners got together. If not collusion, they all came to the same conclusion that they don't want him on their team because of the distraction he brings. It's, it's such a fine line. It's kind of like baseball because there's such a fine line what, what collusion is and what running your business is. Yes, yes. So I do think that happened. And there could be racism from some of the owners. I don't know. No, no I, I, I disagree with that completely. The... Every player has African American players on their team. That's true. I don't believe the majority. I, the majority. I, I do, everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. I do not believe for a second that Kaepernick is out of this league because the owners are racist. That is such bullshit. I can't even begin to explain it. So it's been two years. Kaepernick is not coming back, guys. First off, he's got a lawsuit against the NFL, and I don't even think that's for the right to play. I think that he just wants like damages. Right? Like, right. to be quite honest. He's getting paid by Nike. $30 uh, million a season. Thir- uh, that, that they're approximating because he gets, he gets based on, um, on he gets, uh, what's the word for it? Not endorsements, but he's got um, a portion of sales and, and all this Oh, stuff. from Nike. Okay. Yeah, so from it, Nike, it, aver- it, it may approximately average out too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's all, you know, blurry, but it can be worth up to $30 million, and I think like the minimum is like $2 million a, a year or something like that, to be their spokesperson. Everyone's... Yes, he's better than fucking Blake Bortles. For sure he's better than Blake Bortles, but he's not, he's not good enough with the distraction he brings. I'm sorry. Eric Reed just signed a three-year $22 million deal with the Panthers. And Eric Reed was the other guy that was with Kaepernick that was kneeling. Eric Reed, I believe, is a better football player than Kaepernick is. And that's why he's got a fucking job. Well, well, let's look at this now. Everyone that's been siding with Kaepernick so far has, has uh, obviously feels that Kaepernick has taken this too far because the, either that or he has more money than they do and they're not willing to forego their football salary in order for, to pursue this cause. So... The thing is, is that what's driving me insane is everyone's coming out and saying, why is it, why aren't people signing Kaepernick? Like, how can you not sign Kaepernick? It's been two years and he's a running quarterback. This is not like going to your local Y and playing flag football. Like, you can't just ramp yourself up 
and be ready to go after two years. Like that's not how this works. He's not going to be the same guy. Yeah. And the other thing is, has anybody actually asked Kaepernick if he fucking wants to play anymore? Because for me, if you legitimately wanted to play and they were doing this to you, why didn't you go play for the CFL? Yeah. I, right? I agree. Like, and, yeah. Ter- and like Kaepernick in 2017 could have come up to the CFL. He's got a gun of an arm and he's a mobile QB. He's built for this fucking game. He would have, he would have torn up the league. But and, and what he's saying, he's like, I'm too good for that league. Why would I come fucking, to that league? Then fucking prove it. Right. Why don't, and you know what? So... Why, if you wanted to stay in the States, maybe it was a Canada thing. You don't want to come up to the cold. That's fine. I get it. Why don't you uh, sign up for the AAF, the American Alliance Football? Well, I have an answer for this. Uh, he doesn't want to play football. That's exactly <laughs> my point. <laughs> the, like, the, this is so frustrating. And, and people can't let it go. Yeah. They can't let it go. Like, And and I think this whole Kaepernick mythos is, is insane because they, they, they make him sound like he was fucking Michael Vick. Like, to be quite honest, as a football player. They really do. He had a hell of a playoff run that year they went to the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. That was like that was like Joe Flacco-level elite play <laughs> for one fucking season. Okay? Great coaching His, that year. I'm just going to throw out some numbers here. Okay? Kaepernick in 2016 played 12 games, started 11 of them. He threw for 2,200 yards, had a 59% completion percentage, 16 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. So yeah, very I like, average. On on, I was like, not okay. That's, not so that's I I did some, you know, like I I took the average time to by sixteen, which is not not a great math, but it kind of gives you an idea of what it would have been over season. He would have thrown for thirty two hundred yards, had twenty three TDs, six interceptions. Okay, now Rogers this past year, Aaron Rodgers had forty four hundred yards, twenty five TDs, two picks, and a sixty two percent. Completion percentage, and for Rodgers, that was a crappy year. Like people were like, "Oh man, like he's he's overrated." You're paying him thirty million dollars for that kind of production. You can't have it. Uh, Kaepernick in his last year of of the Niners was making like like fifteen million dollars or something, and his numbers are worse than Rodgers this year. But they talk about him like he's some great fucking quarterback. So. <laughs> And I know that Rodgers is higher expectations for for Rodgers, for sure. But that means that Kaepernick's not that fucking good, that he has an average season, and people are like, oh my fucking God, he needs a job. The other thing, too, is the Niners went 1-10 in in his starts, Mm -hmm. okay? I've said on this podcast that I don't agree with quarterback wins being a thing. I I think it's fucking stupid because it's a team thing. But the NFL and the GMs... Based their knowledge. They're going to look at that. They're going to look at that. And they looked at it and said, fuck me. They went 1-10 and there was dissension in the ranks because of the kneeling stuff. Because he didn't talk to his teammates. He just fucking did it. And all this stuff. And they're like, fuck, we can't bring this guy on board. Like, yeah, he's got a good arm. He, he can run. But they went 1-10 and, and he's not a good leader. And as a quarterback, you need to be a fucking leader on the field. I agree. That, that's plain simple. Everyone's acting like Kaepernick is a victim here. In 2017, yeah, okay, he didn't get a fair shake. Sure. But now... It's moved beyond that at this point. But now, like, let it die. He's, yeah. he's fucking moved on with this life. He's doing, the, he's doing the lawsuit to set precedent so this doesn't happen in the future. Because, because now he's, that, that's his thing. He's a, he's a, 
He's trans. He's transcended the game. It's, yes. It's more about his cause now than going back. For him to go back and play backup quarterback for any NFL team totally negates gets rid of everything he's done. He's, he's not going to do that, people. He's worth more to Nike and worth more to his brand. If he stays away and becomes like the the football pariah, basically, he has to. He can't go back. If he's not the martyr to this, then why is Nike giving him this? Why are people following him? Yes, he, you can tell this because the people that were with him in the NFL, like Norman and Jenkins and guys like that, they, they have they have, Eric Reed. They're like, okay, sorry, Cap, we got to go back and make yeah. some money here. So you're on your own. Get out of here, man. Yeah, and, and Cap Cap wants to be this martyr. He wants to be this MLK Martin Luther King type character. This is insane. Do your thing, Cap. Like, I don't fucking care. Do whatever you want to do. Like, it's... Sure, I don't care that he's doing it. Go for it. But, I and the thing is, is Cap's not talking, so we don't know his his stance. But, he's making $30 a year, uh, potentially, from Nike, and not getting hit by fucking Von Miller or something. Yeah, I'd sign up for that over getting hit by Von Miller, just by the way. Exactly, and like, and, and you made a great point. Kaepernick's not bringing it up. It's, it's uh, maybe we spend too much time on Twitter and in social media and all these maybe. things. Maybe. People, stop bringing this up. And Jason Lackenfora, shut the hell up about your political views. Just spew your awesome football takes and shut the fuck up. It's just like, like let it die. Let it, I, like, I think Ka- Kaepernick has moved on even. You know, maybe he can't talk because of the lawsuit. I don't know, but I—he's not going to get a job after you can't. You can't just pick up after two, three, four seasons and be a starting fucking quarterback in the NFL. That's not how it works. <laughs> this is professional sports. You can't. You can't be away for that long. The game changes and moves too fast for him to come back. Yeah. So everyone just. Please, to dear God, just stop with this Kaepernick stuff. It is so dumb. And the other thing too is that the Kareem Hunt can get a can get a can get a job, but Kaepernick can't. So now we can't we can't give second chances to people. Is that what you're saying? It's either we give Kaepernick a job or give a guy a second chance. That's it. They're, like that's the fucking. That's it. That's the hard line in the sand that we're taking. Well, the silliest thing is that the Kaepernick thing is about race. Come and, on. And Come, look, look at the league, folks. By the way, uh, Eric Reed. Knelt for every single game this past year. Did anybody else know that? Did you see it? Yeah. No, because nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Because the safety's doing it, and he's not a big name, but he's better on the field than Kaepernick was. <laughs> and that's why he's got a job. I'm sorry. Like, Ka- Kaepernick was not that good. He had a hell of a run for a year and a half, but he wasn't that good. He regressed, and he wasn't a leader. That was the big thing. He wasn't a leader of the Niners locker room, and your quarterback... Needs to be the leader. That's why they're getting paid the fucking money. Couldn't agree more. That's it. That's it. I can't say anymore. I'm angry. All right, our last topic of the day, which I don't have any music for because I don't know if this league will be here in a year, uh, is the Alliance of American Football. I said it wrong in the previous segment. Mm. It's the Alliance of American Football. Very classy. It was created to quench your thirst. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it debuted this past weekend. It goes. Uh, it goes from mid February till. Uh, Mid-April, yeah, eight-week regular season plus playoffs, uh, and then right after, and, and it's almost like a not a test league, but like a a farm league, a farm league for the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and I think the NFL is treating it more as a let's test out some new rules and stuff. It seems you that know? You, which, which is what the NHL uses the AHL for yeah, right now, yeah. so it makes so, sense. And and you know what, it fills a dead time. Uh, for football in, in that period. You can then, bet on it. Yes. 
Uh, and then next year, the XFL will be after that. The XFL will be starting in the middle of May and going to the middle of July. So Football year-round, just what every wife round. in the world wants to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, you watched the games, some of them. I, I watched a portion of it. I didn't watch the them. whole thing yet. I, I watched a portion of them. Yep. My takeaway, first off, is all the jerseys are fucking awful. <laughs> like, they look like... like, like you would notice that. I wouldn't even notice that. Oh, I'm that. a big, I'm a big jersey head. Yeah. So I was looking at the jerseys, and I'm like, they, like we're looking at this uh, for and the team names, Arizona Hotshots. Like, what the fuck kind of name is that? It's kind of, it's it's kind of thrown together. Like they just want to get people playing. They're yeah. not putting a lot and of I, thought into jersey and names and stuff. Just, they like, just want to get the game on the field. I really hope if they they continue, they get better jerseys because their jerseys are awful. I saw one team. I can't remember who it was. They had two reds on their jersey. Like they had a like a, a cherry red. And then a wine red. And I'm like, what kind of fucking color palette is that? <laughs> like, it's just, just fucking awful jerseys. Uh, to me, it looked like something that I would create on Madden when I tried to create a team. And that's not a good thing. Right. Like, that's a, I'm not a creative guy, so I don't know <laughs> what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm going to do this. The game I was watching was the San Antonio one. And, I, you know, I only watched a few minutes of it. But the one play I did see, I, got, I saw that quarterback, and the names are all escaping me right now. That one quarterback that got just crushed and his helmet came flying off. Yep. Did you see that one? Yep. Like, just an incredible hit. And you're like, when you are you could see it happening in real time, and you're like, oh, this guy's going to get crushed. And his helmet came flying. And I just felt like, watching that, I'm like, oh, the NFL would have these guys suspended. They'd be fined. But the, end of the, game. the NFL has to because right. they're going to get sued for a concussion lawsuit later in life. Exactly. Like it's, and that's a thin line, too. Like, I saw people be like, oh, we got some real hits in this league. Well... The NFL had to like legislate those hits out because they were getting sued by everybody for CTE. Yeah. So they're protecting the players and protecting their investment, basically. So you can't have it both ways, guys. Yeah. Uh, but what I did like, though, some of the rules. I did like that there's no kickoffs. That's one of my favorite ones, too. That's wonderful because yeah. I think that's – in the NFL, that's a wasted play. Uh, it, it wastes time. It, it wastes time. But I know why they do it in the NFL because they get to go to commercial break after each one, too, yes. so they get more advertising, yes. and it, it works just, out well for them. Once they moved up where they kick off from to to eliminate, um, uh, like because they they did studies that the majority of their concussions were happening on kickoffs, which makes sense. Yeah, it, it kind of it takes all the drama out. Like nobody returns kicks anymore. Like it's it's pointless. When was the last time you saw a kick return for a touchdown? I don't even know. Even even a big return is rare now. Like, I'm yep. just picturing Cordell Patterson. I saw one in the last couple of years with yep. New England. That's about it. Um, no extra points. You have to go – or no no uh, no kicking extra points. You so have to go gotta, yeah, that's an interesting one. That, one, interesting. that one didn't occur to me. I wouldn't have gone that way myself. But as far as being a league where you test stuff out for the, for the that's NFL, fine. that's fine. Um, what did you think about the, the reduced commercials? Loved it. Loved it? Obviously, I love that. That's the worst part of the NFL is that you can't watch a game unless you have four hours to spare. The NFL is brutal for that, and they know it. Now, the, the thing is is that everyone's like like saying, like, oh, how great it is, the lack of commercials. Listen, if an advertiser pays them enough money, commercials are coming, okay? Have, like, have, have, that, you, have you That's ever, why the NFL yeah. has commercials, because the advertiser says, we're paying you this much money. We want to be here. The NFL has no say in it. They're like, okay. Have you ever, back in the day when we used to listen to FM radio, do you remember when a new radio station would start? The first weekend they would start, you would put them on and you'd listen and it would just be nonstop music, yeah. music, hits, hits, hits. And, they, and you'd be like, this station is awesome. And they'd pump and they'd be like, we don't play, we're, we're a no commercial work day or something <laughs> like that. They'd say shit like that and they're like, oh, this is great. 
And it goes away pretty quick. And then because, you tune in Monday, yeah. and you got 15 minutes of shit talk, yeah. and then you got a couple crappy songs, and then you got eight minutes of ads. But how do you, how else do you pay, right? And that that's the thing. Like everyone wants no ads. Well, then you go to the Netflix model. It's all subscription service then, right? Because they need to make their money somehow. I want to have my cake and eat it too, Jesse. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to pay, and I want the product to be good. Oh, fair enough. Fair Give enough. me what I want. Um, but those are the two takeaways. Um, any other takeaways from? No, I liked uh, I liked the booth review there where they had um, it, it was a it was a lady. Um, who was doing the booth review there and she was uh, like explaining it in real time on the air what her decision was why she made the decision um, it, I, I, I like that part I thought the transparency was really good there um, the football itself was meh like you could tell that these guys well and it was a league that just started they don't have started. a lot of cohesion yeah it just was like okay this isn't great uh, the CFL is a better product compared to that I would say by far but um, I do like the rules that they use. I, 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 the CFL rules get to me. I don't like the three-down football. Uh, to me, the three-down football halts momentum. Yeah, it seems to. It, I, I um, can't get behind you it. You know, there's there. It just it just seems like there's there's uh, that that's kind of how I feel. But teach their own. I like I like all kinds of football. You know, uh, but it's going to be interesting watching for the rest of the season. See how it works. Um, see. If they get more TV ratings, because their TV ratings were solid through the first weekend. Um, some stadiums had decent amount of people. Others did not, like Arizona, where it played in Tempe. Look, they were playing in like Sun Devil Stadium, which holds, I think, 55,000 people. And I think they had 9,000 in there. Yeah, they might want to relook yeah. at, their, at their venues. Because... And I was surprised they chose to play there. Like I thought yeah. their whole thing was we're going to play in smaller venues, because we understand our... And, and I also feel like the opening week of the season is going to be the best, actually. Like, I, I could see it going downhill from here as, well, far, as far as numbers go. That's what the XFL did, right? Like, yeah. the XFL had a stellar opening weekend and then just cratered right after that. So, yeah. we'll, we'll see what they do. Yeah. Uh, I also hate the broadcast on these new leagues because you can tell that the broadcasters are instructed to inform the fans of all the new rules. Yes. And, and, and you, they have to keep repeating that this is a new league. And in this league, we do this and this and this. And it, it's yeah. really annoying to listen much, to. I wonder how much those guys are getting paid. Like, obviously, like the big guys like Collinsworth and Michaels aren't touching that shit. No. But they got a lot of NFL Network guys doing the yeah. the play-by-play. So I wonder uh, how much of <laughs> how much they're getting paid to do all this stuff. And I, I imagine the salary scale down would be similar to what an NHL player makes to an AHL player um, makes. What was annoying me though is that the way some of the announcers were talking, they were talking, some of them were talking down. Like Tiki Barber had a had, was was almost talking down and being to like who? to the NFL. To, no, to to the to the viewer. Oh, okay. Like, it, it, he wasn't teaching. He was like, oh, he, this he was is... telling? Yeah, this is why they do this. And it was like kind of like, oh, you're stupid for, like, not knowing this. And I'm yeah, like, does he not realize that people aren't... This isn't a gateway league. Yeah, like, exactly. People aren't people looking to the what... AAFL or whatever the hell it's called to get into football. Alliance of American Football. Yeah, yeah, you can actually talk to them like they know what they're saying. Yeah, they're so that... Like, I didn't care for that. Rondé um, would have never done that. He's the better twin. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> Where do you come on the Barber Twins? <laughs> hey? Hit us up on Twitter. Who yeah. do you like better, Tiki like or Ronde? Ronde, Tiki, who do you got? Who do you got? All right, I think that's uh, that's it for this week. 
Uh, we got we went down a rabbit hole. We yelled at Kaepernick uh, supporters for a bit, so that was fun. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> I, it's weird. I don't often come down to my garage and yell at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so everyone have a great week. Hopefully where you are, it is a lot warmer than where we are because we are freezing our tails off here. And we will be dropping another one next week. See you next week.